Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Lovecraft Country Chronicles, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Please welcome your hosts, Mia Johnson and Natalie Zamora. Hello and welcome back everyone to another episode of Lovecraft Country Chronicles. I am Mia Johnson and we've got our host today with us. Hi, I'm Natalie Zamora. And we are just rolling through these episodes. We're four, almost 50% done with the season, which is kind of weird. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't feel right. (laughs) Yeah. And so we just obviously finished watching episode four, A History of Violence. And I thought I'd try something interesting. (laughs) If we could describe this episode in three words or less... What would you say? <laughs> so the word that I would go with for every episode is creepy, just because especially this one, it was like not scary, scary, but it could have been scary. Like yeah. there were definitely like underlying like, ooh, that didn't sit right with me. Um, and then also like, I want to say adventurous, just because <laughs> like they went on a full blown adventure. It reminded me of just like an adventure movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a, an adventure type. Because my word was going to be, I don't know if I have three words, but definitely yeah. thrilling was one of them. Yeah. Because this one was kind of, this one was like Tomb Raider, basically. I was, yeah. I that's, was excited yeah, to talk about it. I know. Yeah. That's why I was like, it's like an adventure movie. They're in a cave. They have yeah. to like escape this and that. Indiana Jones. Sort yeah. Of, which... Full disclosure, I've never seen it. I don't think I've seen any of the Indiana Jones movies. Neither have I. (laughs) Neither have I. I was going to say Indiana Jones, but I was like, but I mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't know if that's true or not. It's like the general gist, you know, you've got... And to to recap all of this for all of you who either just watched it or maybe need a refresher. So here I go. Take a deep (laughs) breath. So this episode, of course, was kind of like the other one where it was all over-ish the place, but... Mm -hmm. So it started with Atticus telling Letitia about the pages. He was like, Christina told me about these pages and the ciphers. So we've got two ways to find these ciphers, either Horatio's where he's got them. You can find them somehow in the house or something in the house. And then Titus, we can go to the booby trap vault. So, of course, let's go for the booby trap vault. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Montrose knows where it is because he had the order book. And he found out that it's, like, in this vault in this museum in Boston. So that's when they go on their vault heist. And they find out, you know, they go through all these things. They find that the pages are hidden, kept secret uh, with some, um, it was, like, a reanimated Native American woman. Yeah. Which we'll talk about later. There's so much to talk talk about. about. (laughs) (laughs) And then as a subplot... We've got William and Ruby yeah. forging this strange relationship, which um, I would like to announce that this is very important at the top of the show. 
that I, I don't like William. Once again, I will right. say it. <laughs> I'll say it for everyone to hear. Yeah, God. no. I, oh, every scene with them, I was just like, no, yeah, no, like, no, no, no. He's so do, weird. You can do so much better. <laughs> Maybe he's got like that, who that like creepy Twilight ish appeal, like the vampire. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's, that's the most we can give him. That's Maybe the, somehow, someone. That's the only thing, him. kind of like Edward Cullen's dad. Car- who was it, Carlisle? But maybe if he were like, you know, a couple of vampire years younger. I digress. Yeah. We're here to talk about Lovecraft. <laughs> Twilight podcast. <laughs> right. Oh, I think we we might get in trouble over uh, um, the the top dogs might not like that we're changing to a Twilight. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Back on course. I want to start with our protagonist, Atticus, because in a way, and we'll discuss this, Atticus, is he the protagonist or is he one of many protagonists? We'll discuss that. Yeah. Um, but it looked like Atticus was like really desperate to find those pages. Um, and he really, he knows what's at stake here, right? We've got magics, magic, we've got booby trap vaults. Yeah. We've got creepy Christina and and William out there doing these things and dirty, twisted cops. So, like, is it worth him doing all this to go out and save, you know, try to go out and find these pages? Is it worth it? Yeah, I don't know. I have trouble seeing why he would do it besides just being in love with Letitia and thinking, Uh you know, she might be in trouble for owning that house. So I guess I need to step in, which I kind of think he said, like he was like, I'm not leaving until I make sure like the the family's safe or whatever. But I mean, Montrose has been there, done that kind of in terms of his research. And he's Mm -hmm. like, let's not do this. So I kind of would be on his side. (laughs) It's like T Montrose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I at first I was really like Atticus, why are you like, you know, being so steadfast about this? Yeah. And it might have come from like me not really realizing what the broader lore of this whole episode was, which I got mm-hmm. <laughs> the second time around. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, at first it was just kind of like, you know, should you just cut your losses? take the house and run and, and you know, let yeah. things be. But I do see it, like, as a, you know, I guess a sticking to the status quo, right? It takes these brave people, you know, like historical mm-hmm. figures like Martin Luther King or all these people to make changes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm like, maybe Atticus isn't Martin Luther King Jr., but, you know, he's got that spunk in him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm just thinking, you know, if it was me personally, nope, wouldn't right. do it. But, but someone else could do it. Okay, right. if it's going to help other people, you can do it. <laughs> right, yeah, like a booby trap va- va- vault. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, wow. Go, you know, go out and have fun. Um, but, you know, what, what I was thinking, though, about it was that he um, is basically, I get what he's trying to do. Uh, he told Letitia because they were... He was like doing studying in the library and she mm-hmm. goes and finds him and she's like, what's up? And da, 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 da. And he basically told her like, look, I know about this, that Christina is trying to grab these pages and she might be able to do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. And I think the overall reason for him trying to do this is because he wants to basically protect everyone. Yeah. He's like, look, if I can learn these spells, then I can protect everyone. He's like, I can protect our people, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- I do get that. It is very risky. 
Yeah. And yeah, that is almost like that, you know, go getter MLK sort of spirit, like trying to make a change in this world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely an admirable character. I just yeah. like, if I was in the situation, I would, I don't know, I'd be like, we're going to die. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to die right just away. Me. So why even try? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and like in the, the vault too, when they are like, doing all that stuff basically you know walking the plank i was like if this is survival of the fittest i am not making it and i especially commend montrose like (laughs) at his age i know and then they were running across it and i was like oh my god like yeah i would see the plank and be like sorry guys i gotta go i know i just start crying and like be annoying (laughs) at that point you technically should have turned around like if you saw the plank and you were like this is not for me i would have been like okay Maybe, honestly, they could have just gone out and been like, you know, maybe we'll try to find Horatio's pages instead of yeah. ties. This is too much. But then that wouldn't be interesting, of right. course. So another thing that I realized is that because there are also other Lodge members still out there. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like also what's at stake is that he's got this order and they still might want to do what um, Sam Braithwaite was doing. Like maybe they do want to open the portal to Eden and I'm doing yeah. all these like Doctor Strange hand gestures and stuff. <laughs> Whatever they end up, you know, the spells that they end up learning how to do. Yeah. That's something else that's at stake, which, you know, Atticus is kind of like the hero in this. So he, yeah. he's like, well, I gotta go stop it. Yeah, he's definitely a hero. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, oh, while we're joking about the tomb, yeah. the like the riddles in the tomb, I also have to commend them for that because I definitely would not have been like, I don't think I still, I still don't know. And if anyone can explain it to me, if you can explain it to me, the riddle about the tunnels, um, it was something you're like shaking your head. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I know everything that they figured out. I was like, I mean, you guys are more knowledgeable than me about this, but it was kind of like, of course you knew right away. Kind right. of thing. like, yeah, I was, it was just like, okay, yeah, that sounds right. It was something about like the three tunnels and it has to do with one of his or like his last voyage. And then, you know, X, Y, Z, we're, I don't know. I'm also, I am curious to see like what would the other two tunnels lead to? Yeah. Um, Like maybe the lodge or I really don't know. Uh, But it was interesting to see how it eventually led back to the house in Chicago. (laughs) I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. I know. I was like, "How are they getting back?" And then they were just back. I was like, "Okay." Yeah, when I saw the elevator, I was like, "Oh, this is what we're doing." So yeah, that also makes me wonder, like, why would Titus? Because they were okay. So they were following Titus's vault, mm-hmm. vault, and they do all of this, and then somehow they're magically transported from Boston to Chicago underneath the Winthrop House. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'm like, was did. The Hiram Epstein, who was the guy who was the last owner we talked about last week, and he was doing all these experiments. Yeah. Was he the one who helped to merge the tunnel to to Titus's vault? Or did Titus build his vault under Horatio Winthrop's house just to basically F with him? (laughs) Or, you know, to like troll him and be like, oh, so you you want to steal these pages? Well, guess what? I'm just going to bury my vault beneath your house. So be it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see the latter totally being, totally yeah. being plausible. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we're going to find out or that's kind of just going to be a, yeah, that happened. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One <it's> point. 
Just like one part of the huge scheme that's already very complicated. Yeah. <laughs> and if you didn't notice already. And so also kind of thinking about, so we've got Titus and we figure out where his pages were. Mm-hmm. Um, the other half of that is Christina kind of revealed to the cop, the police captain or some, at some point she mentioned this. Yeah. That the orrery, that this model that Hippolyta, Hippolyta found in the Winthrop house is a key to um, Horatio's pages of the cipher. Yes. <laughs> but uh, gosh, okay, but what blew me, not blew me, but what blew me away, I should say, yeah. is the fact that when she was talking to the police, the police captain, she also said that Horatio, no, Hiram or somebody, had a time machine as <laughs> yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, I think Hiram. Yeah, I know that would that made me excited. I was like, all right, they're gonna use it hopefully, and I don't know what's gonna happen. But yeah, she. I feel like every time she's talking to someone, she spews so much information. I have to like rewind it to be yeah. okay. What exactly did she just reveal? Because it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, Christine is that character who's just there to reveal like all yeah. of the plot. <laughs> yeah, plot all device the background. Character. So, yeah, it's like, so now we've got a time machine in motion and we've got a book of spells in motion. Um, And I guess for those, if you're like familiar with the book, it's starting to make more and more sense. But I think for the average viewer is really like a, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to call it a head scratch or just having to keep up. I'm like, wait, 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 you know, I would be like, when does a time machine come into play? Hold on, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. Even, I mean, for someone that read the book, I'm like, okay, like, thinking back, okay, that adds yeah. up to that, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, it looks like, though, Christina has her ducks in a row, as I as I like to say, and <laughs> I can't be mad at her for wanting to go out and beat the, you know, beat the cop guy at his own game, try to get a right. leg up. Like, she is a villain, so I don't want to, like, root, root for her, but I'm like, oh, right. she's, she's on the ball. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely better than William. And like, I think as a whim- as a woman, like we kind of sympathize with her just because she's so shunned for being a woman. Mm-hmm. Like the police told her, you know, no women involved, but he said it with yeah. profanity. Um, yeah. So that I was like, uh, okay, like she's definitely a lone wolf. So I respect her in that sense. But otherwise, I'm kind of just like, okay. Yeah. You're and that evil. brings. Yeah. <laughs> that brings me also to the point where she was like, oh, when she went up to go meet uh, Letitia, mm-hmm. and she was like, you know, don't let these men fool you. And she was talking about Atticus. So in a yeah. way. She is using kind of the, the you know, the woman side, obviously, of mm-hmm. the intersectionality of Letitia, where it's like, yeah, you know, Atticus is your friend. Um, you know, there's both this black-white struggle, but she's also like, at the end of the day, we have a shared sort of yeah. struggle in being a woman. And, mm-hmm. you know, she is basically like, don't let him control you. Don't let him just, you know, think that everything that he's doing is fine. So, yeah. Kind of interesting, though, because I do think that had an effect on her throughout yeah. this episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. She yeah. was like, <laughs> I was going to say, Christina was like, yo, uh, Atticus pulled a gun out on me, just so you know. <laughs> Your yeah, lover boy, this is what he did. I know. And then she got, realized that he knew about the house, that Christina had paid for it. And then she's like, probably just thinking even like subconsciously like okay what else is he not telling me yeah so christina's just in her head probably yeah the whole episode and that's probably what kind of 
motivated her to kind of, you know, tell him like, it's not all about you, which was a great moment because it's so true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was that scene where they had made it basically to the end of the trap. They made it to the elevator. Mm Mm-hmm. And basically, Atticus was like, oh, it's getting dangerous now. Go in, get in the elevator, you and Montrose, and I'll go get the pages or do whatever it takes. And she's like, wait a minute, you know, big fella, this isn't all about you. Like, we've been here. It's been dangerous the whole entire time. Like, yeah, she gets that he wants to protect them, but the world doesn't revolve around Atticus. It's not all about him. Yeah. And Um, she even says, like, I died. Yeah. Yeah. That did happen, and that <laughs> shut him up real quick. Yeah, she's like, you remember that time where I died and I came back to life? Yeah, so yeah, like a you, week ago. <laughs> you don't mess with, like they say, Letitia Effing Lewis. You do not. Yeah. You don't mess with her. And I call her, like, Letitia the Brave this episode. Yes. Because she, like, really went above and beyond just, like, cutting out all the BS, telling Atticus, mm-hmm. like, look, this ain't just about you. It's about everyone. Yeah. Um, you're not just going to abandon us. Uh, she walked the plank first. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was so shocked. I guess maybe because she's the lightest, but yeah. I thought Atticus would go first yeah. just to scope out the area. I mean, come on. What, yeah, what a gentleman. Jeez, you're going to walk the plank first. And then what else did she do? She, um, when they were getting in the elevator and the tide was rising. And yeah, then, she went back. Yeah, yeah. The paper escaped and she went back. So I was like, wow, you know, this is. She is also yeah. a superhero in her own right. Sometimes you oh, look yeah. at Atticus. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I feel so like yeah. Atticus, sorry, uh-huh. Atticus has, like, the ideas that he wants to go out and do something, but then when it doesn't fully work or there's problems, Letitia's just there to solve everything. So yeah, she just it's really... Like, yeah, it's, like, his idea, and then she just cleans up for him. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> women we get it done yeah <laughs> but then okay then this whole episode we had their back and forth about like really being protective again that playful like brother and sister nature there yeah. was that part where they were packing up the car and they're mm-hmm. you know having this little i don't even know what you would call it back and forth <laughs> But then at the end, when they're finally in the elevator and it's all said, and then they end up like passionately kissing. Yeah. And it was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It was cute, but yeah. I, mean, I didn't really feel strongly about it either way. It was just like, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it, it felt like one of those basically cherry on top moments. Like we just had all this excitement and all these thrills. And I guess we'll kiss. We, uh, yeah. Like I said last week, you know, danger is the best first date. So I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their adrenaline is like yeah. going crazy. They need to do something. <laughs> Meanwhile, Montrose and uh, the, the woman <laughs> that they rescued are in the elevator like, oh, okay, this is awkward. I know. That's what I thought. But then I was like, okay, Montrose was like, apologize to your girl. Like he was rooting yeah. for it. So he was probably in the back like cheering them on. Yeah. But- I would imagine it would be kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Montrose, though. Yeah. Because he is a whole character. Gosh. This, the episode started out with him, too. Um, yeah. As I remember, it was like he was heavily drinking. He was looking at some old pictures, and there were, like, flashbacks. Flashbacks, um, yeah. In his mind talking about, I don't know, it sounded like at some point, like, him being abused by his father. And some other things, either from childhood or for him, from him raising Atticus. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it but, was like not straight up flashbacks, but it was like voices and like right. scenes here and there. Yeah, right. So I think that that was like a you know a great way to kind of show that. In addition to the alcohol, there's something plaguing yeah. him. Yeah, in his mind, um, that basically leads him to this alcohol dependency. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, I was thinking, I was like, okay, is this dependency going to get? How would I say? Is it going to get in a way in the future, or mm-hmm. is it already manifesting problems now? Um, which I think the answer to my own question would be now. <laughs> basically, like you know, he it. I don't. There, I, there's a lot of things going on with him. Obviously, yeah. you know his relationship with his father, his relationship with his own quote unquote son, which we never, right. you know, that has not yet to be settled. Is mm-hmm. Atticus's son or is Atticus George's son? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think he he bravely though carries on. Right, he bravely just sort of marches on, knowing the ghost of his past and the ghost of his history. Um, yeah, I think he has like an eternal struggle because he probably I mean, I'm just assuming since he did a lot of research um, that, you know, he probably had thought I mean, he did in the beginning of the show, he went off to go figure out what was going on. And then, yeah. you know, it he probably regretted it because yeah. George died and then he was tied up like a prisoner, like terrible condition, almost died. Everyone almost died. Letitia did die and then come back to life. So he's probably, you know, thinking, I'm not going to do that again. But now his son, son is going through the same thing. And he's watching him like, all right, I've already been there and done that. But I he's going to do it anyway. So I guess I'm going to help. But I know it's going to end badly because it just (laughs) happened. So he's he's definitely struggling with that, like how much he really wants to help. And if it's even going to help. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like everyone wants to do their own part in this journey. Right. Mm-hmm. Atticus wants to go solo. He wants to help everyone. Letitia wants to bring everyone together. And, you know, this <laughs> high school musical mentality, right? We're all in this <laughs> together. Yeah. And then there's Montrose where he's really like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, there's something like tugging at him to keep going. Right. Like if yeah. you don't think that this is going to end well. If you don't think that Atticus should be chasing these pages, then why would you go and tell them where the vault was? Why would you go and contact the security guard, you know, (laughs) to get in Mm -hmm. touch with at the museum? So he's really going this extra mile to support his son and to support, you know, his family. Yeah. While at the same time still trying to come into, come to terms with everything that's going on yeah um which for example he revealed and we saw him he burned the order of book right Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of that's how he found out the information about the lodge anyway Mm -hmm. uh and so i from what i i made out of that i don't know what you take from it but for me it felt like he was trying to burn the past and burn all that stuff that went along with it yeah and it's like I was going to say, it's like, you know, dude, you can't, you know, just burn the past and expect it to, to you know, magically, literally go away. That's not going right. to happen. Yeah, especially because Atticus is so in it now. Of course, he's going to keep go ser- keep to go searching for more about the past and more history. Yeah. So it's tough because he's like, all right, I never want to look at this again. But then he's helping them and giving them information. And Atticus is like, how do you know all of this? And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I had the book. I burned yeah. it. <laughs> they're like what <laughs> yeah it's there's it's like yeah there's just something inside of him like that little voice in his head mm-hmm. just 
still nudging him along and yeah. like this is something that you might find in like a self-help book <laughs> which I'm about <laughs> to say but it feels like you know if you can't burn the past it's it's always going to come back up to haunt you yeah and it's going to surface and it's going to bubble up until you can fix it and make amends and do all these things to make sure that it's you know healed as best as it can be so it kind of feels like this journey with Atticus and Atticus kind of forcing him to do this mm-hmm. is what is making him, you know, surface these old wounds and these old trauma yeah. tr- and troubles that he had. So in a way it sucks, you know, being, having to confront anything sucks, right? Like I don't like yeah. to, if I do a bad job at something, I don't want to think about it. Right. <laughs> I just want to yeah. forget about it. Just hope it all goes away. Oh, but yeah. it doesn't <laughs> because you have to work on yourself and because you have to, you know, yeah face your inner demons that's really the only way to bring them to light kind of kind of like the haunted house episode literally facing those demons and and yeah so they go away yeah Uh, totally and it's like we had said i think the our last episode recap it's that everybody's being secretive about it and you can mm -hmm. just get through it if you just all told each other what you knew (laughs) montrose has like stacks of books full of research he's done and you know just tell atticus and letitia they'll tell you what they know and everyone can come together i don't know it's too easy but it it would work (laughs) i think (laughs) this episode was brought to you by the letter c in the word communication (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah honestly it's our sesame street corner <laughs> can you say communication <laughs> i swear i'm drinking tea right now because of my sinuses i swear this is only green tea. there's nothing tea. else in this tea. <laughs> uh, and then kind of lastly as we wrap up talking about montrose is that you did say they had this heart-to-heart moment kind of in the end where mm-hmm. he was like montrose was like hey you know you gotta kind of find a way to get your girl right don't just let her disappoint her let her down like that you can't mm-hmm. you have to go out there and get her he's like this was your grandfather's advice to me like have a love song it's all out of love mm-hmm. and all that so i found that really sweet and it was like okay it, it, it does look like they are trying to mend their relationship it's just gonna yeah. take a little extra work yeah yeah and i think everything that we've seen in the show so far Montrose kind of being mean to Atticus, it's like it is out of love. He's trying to yeah. help him, but it's just not the best way to go about it. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's sweet to see that, obviously, and to see mm-hmm. it, there's this whole complicated back history of you know black fathers and their children, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's also nice, especially to see something in the '50s to see. Oh yeah, the this kind kindred relationship between a black father and his child um, mm-hmm. so that was something that was very sweet gosh on my outline here <laughs> i already talked about <laughs> i wish i could skip this it's about william <laughs> oh my gosh yeah basically like- he sucks that's it <laughs> You know, like when you're watching a YouTube video and the the advertisement comes up and then there's the skip at the bottom. Yeah, that's you <laughs> right like, now. <laughs> skip. I don't want to talk about it, but I'll rush through this just so we can address. Oh, you know, ooh, I was going to talk about Hippolyta first, but you know what? Now that I mentioned it, I buried, <laughs> I made my own grave. Let's talk about William and Ruby really quick, and then we can get back to Hippolyta. Yeah. Um, there was an interesting C plot, B plot, however you want to call it, about. William trying to hook up with Ruby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was so weird. I feel like so in the book, 
it's um, Caleb is Christina. So in the book, it's a male mm-hmm. character. And Caleb is the one who seduces Ruby. Or, you know, they they hook up. Um, and they go on dates and stuff. You know, it seemed, uh-huh. it seemed more that Caleb was like a suave character in yes. the way that Christina is like sophisticated and good with her words and stuff. And William, I just wasn't buying it. I was like, <laughs> no, like in this instance. And it was just, it was just weird because she was just saying no to him. And it didn't seem like he was trying to seduce her romantically. He up front was like, I have this deal for you. I can make yeah. your life amazing. And then it turned to them having sex. And I, I don't know. It didn't feel like that was going to happen. So I was kind of confused. Also, he's just creepy. I don't know. (laughs) It's like, don't do it. Yeah. Oh. This, yeah, it was a really fast and kind of like playing it loose about what his intentions were. And again, if you read the book, of course, you'll know what his intentions are. I won't spoil it too much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they really played this secretly as this like sub subplot. Like something is going mm-hmm. on between Ruby and William. Um, obviously she trusts him enough to go after him and to, to mm-hmm. trust to sleep with him. Um, which it's like she's either really desperate and you know, unfortunately she's been broken and battered and yeah, like as we saw, like she walked into Marshall Fields and that's where mm-hmm. she had applied and she got rejected. Yeah. And then when she goes in, she sees that they did have a black woman that they hired there. And she was like, okay, so you, you know, you hired her, but not me. So what's going right. on here? Right. So that, you know, I guess she was really feeling at a low point, which, hey, if, you know, if you're manipulative and you're an abuser, <laughs> that's yeah. unfortunately how they get you, right? They get you when your walls are battered and totally. when you've got, you know, you've, you've got everything to lose, basically. So why not? Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah. by the way, I had in my notes uh, because she went to go apply <laughs> at Marshall Fields. And yeah. this is supposed to take place in Chicago. Did not look like Marshall Fields in Chicago because <laughs> real Chicagoans know <laughs> that the Marshall Fields was on State Street, which is a very busy street, kind of like I'd equate it maybe to like 34th Street in New York where you've got the Macy's mm-hmm. and stuff, which ours right. is a Macy's now. There are okay. no trees around there. Oh, if there okay. are, there's a couple. It kind of looked like it was outside of Central Park mm-hmm. more than being in Chicago. But that's just <laughs> me making a Back little checking. aside. I was like, hey, listen, I'm a journalist. I have to check for accuracy here. That was not the uh, Marshall Fields that I know. Um, yeah, which it's it's uh, it's a nice location. When you come by in the holiday time, they've got a beautiful display out with all these lights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um Again, I digress before we turn into a holiday <laughs> podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, William, Ruby, what's going on? I know it, but I don't like it. That's my yeah. conclusion. Yeah, agreed. Let's now talk about the glorious, wonderful, beautiful Hippolyta, um, who deserves all of our respect and yes. love and attention. <laughs> Unlike William. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, so we see her. She's at the bookshop. And she has the, what they call the Ori, the solar mm-hmm. system, dual, double solar system model. And um, somebody, like a coworker or a friend, looks at it and he's like, oh, there has to be a key to this. Yeah. And that leads her to go to the astronomy museum with everyone else in Boston. 
And I guess she's just trying to figure out, like, what the heck is going on, right? She yeah. knows in the back of her mind, she knows she's just so left out in the dark right now, which I really yeah. feel for her. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But, yeah, I was going to ask then, because she's going, right, we saw her get the map at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was Dee who had the map of her father's map. And it was like circled, you know, they were going to Artem or wherever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, ooh, what are they going to find out there? You know, because <laughs> the lodge is a the lodge is broken. Yeah. Or crumbled to pieces. So I'm like, ooh, what is out there for them to find? I know. I'm really excited to see how her story progresses. And I mean, I'm nervous and scared for them, but I hope they're OK. And that's, <laughs> I, I mean, Based on what happens to her in the book, obviously no spoilers, but I'm really excited for her yeah. subplot. Yeah, it's like everything that happened to them could happen to her. You know, there could be trouble along the way. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe she'll be safe. Yeah. But it should be pretty interesting to see what develops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, gosh, yes. What is next? We didn't touch on this earlier when we were talking about Montrose, but why... <laughs> Did Montrose kill the woman? She was this, uh, you know, we ended up finding out that Titus was a terrible person going on all these boat trips, you know, Atlantic voyages, basically slave trades, uh, conquering, so to speak, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. savage nations. And Mm -hmm. one person that he sought out was this woman who um, is a, I believe, two-spirited, as they say. Um, I've heard yeah. of that concept before um, in some Native American communities about having, like, the balance of masculine and feminine, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, that was what was going on. I won't say I'm an expert in this, so don't, yeah. you know. But <laughs> no, I was anyways, Yeah, anyway, so when they reanimate <laughs> her, they find out that Titus had used her to to try to decipher his pages i believe or something like that yeah because she had recognized the symbols and knew all about that and i believe yeah. i i also want to say they do use the she her pronouns uh right referring to so i'm just i'm going based off of what they're saying obviously <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I want to be respectful to that right yeah but they find out that because she saw how power hungry he was titus and how much of a monster he was she refused to translate the pages. So Atticus mm-hmm. was like, hey, why don't you do it for us? And she's like, yeah. I can't in my own best good do that. Yeah. And then Mon- they took her back and rescued her, but Montrose killed her anyway, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was shocked. I was shocked. <laughs> At first, I thought he was going to start kissing her or something weird oh. was going to happen because yeah. he, like, moved her, like, hair away from yeah. her neck. And I was, I was like, oh, God, do you know her or something? And then, nope, just slit her throat. I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? Yeah, that was a big shock. <laughs> that um, was. Yeah, so I was – I what I make of this, again, is Montrose still – trying to bury the past with the past with the past. And unfortunately, it comes at the, you know, the slaughtering of this, you know, poor unfortunate woman that they just rescued from, you know. And it's going to put Atticus in a tough space, too, because now it's like, well, what does he do as far as deciphering the pages? Like, at this point, he's all on his own. Yeah, and I feel like now he'll want to do it even more because his dad is like, I'm going to kill this woman over it. Presumably, that's why he did it. And he's going to be like, okay, well, now I really need to know. Yeah. (laughs) 
I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how Atticus is going to respond to that because he really yeah. just, you know, it's one of those two step forwards, one step back kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, it'll put a huge, even bigger strain on their relationship. Yeah. I mean, he oh, killed someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> He's probably going to shun him for like an episode or two. And then Montrose is going to be like, okay, I'll give you this little bit of information. Yeah. I don't Ooh. know. <laughs> How's that going to play out? I'm very curious to see that. Yeah. And then another thing that I'm trying to figure out is the difference between like these ciphered pages and the book of names or are they the same thing or how are they going to be able to like a decipher the language and then b actually have the book of spells i think that's just something that i have not been paying close attention to yeah no i don't know i mean yeah a lot of it is really confusing i will say and that's why like i haven't really been watching the episodes twice but i keep rewinding parts and i'm listening yeah. and then i'm just like okay i don't remember like one one Thing they're referring to and then I have yeah. to go back to that part so it is confusing but I think hopefully it'll wrap up and like wrap up nicely and explain more I don't know I mean it's not like I'm I'm not the type of person that I need a, a full explanation for uh-huh. everything at the end of a show but just like something <laughs> like something. geez Natalie what do you want from us no. yeah. <laughs> spell it out <laughs> I don't get it <laughs> Yeah, it's something that I guess they'll obviously they'll have to address in these next couple episodes. Obviously, this is one of the big yeah. overarching plots is these spells. You have to decipher the language, the book, the yeah. you know, whatever is going on A there. Lot. Um and excuse me, you know, if if you guys know what is going on here, please feel free to <laughs> tweet us at yeah. us. Um, and let us know because, you know, there's only so much the human mind can soak yeah. up um, my, in my little sponge brain I've got going in my head. Yeah, no, yeah. If anyone's listening and you fully understand, please let us know yeah. so then we can also know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then, you know, I was going to talk about, we've talked about this before as well, the genre changes a bit. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know if I'm overthinking this because this episode, once again, felt like it just had its own distinct feel to it, right? Because yeah. we went from Haunted House episode to Indiana Jones episode. Yeah. yeah. And while it is still horror, it just it feels like I'm still waiting to feel comfortable about like what this genre actually entails, right? Is it magic yeah. and fantasy? Is it horror and, you know, thriller? Or is it action and adventure? Um, yeah. It's almost like an anthology, like every every little episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that, like with it changing, with each episode really yeah. being self-contained in a way, or if it's, Ooh, if sorry. I would like some consistency. Um, so I'll try yeah. not to overthink it. I'm going <laughs> to relax about that. <laughs> I know, yeah. And I like it. I will say I like it because I'm not, like, I don't know what to expect in terms yeah. of what the tone's going to be. But, yeah, otherwise, I'm not really sure how I feel about right. it. Because I, I feel like depending on each of the episodes, like, you know, if every episode was like the Haunted House episode, right? We'd be having thrillers and jump scares and all that. Mm-hmm. If every episode was like this adventure one, you know, there'd be a lot of like tomb raiding. There'd be yeah. a lot of like going from point A to point B. Yeah. If every episode was like episode number two, I feel like there'd be a lot more magic and casting yeah, spells, magic. which magical Atticus, where is that? <laughs> I know. I know. He has to come back. <laughs> yeah. The only 
sort of thing that he was able to do. I thought there was something else. Oh, he was able to translate the language from yeah. the, you know, from the risen woman. And that was cool. Maybe that was about it. Yeah, I think so. He like has plans to learn the spells, but yeah. not there which, yet. <laughs> which makes me wonder. So is he like inherently powerful or like, let's say if Letitia did get her hands on this. Yeah. Would she be able to cast these spells? Yeah, that's a good question. It's kind of like the like a Harry Potter or yes. like, like are you a full-blooded or are yeah. you like Hermione where it can just come to you at any instance? Yeah. Um, or is it like uh, Star Wars where, you know, yeah. if you're a Jedi, you can use the Force and you've got this midi-chlorian count. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking a little bit too much about it, but I am still trying to figure out like, okay, who can use yeah. magic here? Who can't? Why does it matter that Atticus does it versus... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, so I'm hoping that we'll get some answers on that, too. Yeah, me too. Whew. All right. <laughs> Is anybody ready for Fear Factor Award? Oh, Yay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so since part. this one wasn't a scary episode the way episode yeah. last was, episode number last, <laughs> I only have <laughs> three. three. I only have three. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we can go through them pretty fast. Yeah. So at number three for me was when they were descending into the hallway and the flood is rising and then it was like boom here's mm -hmm. a dead body yeah <laughs> she's like oh my god i think that's my neighbor yeah <laughs> i know i almost laughed because it was just yeah. so like convenient like oh i think that's my neighbor i was like okay cool yeah it wasn't so much like scary scary but it was yeah. a surprise but yeah 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 and if you were there it would be terrifying <laughs> oh of course of course the skull and bones just floating you know, yeah OBD, no big deal Okay, number two, of course, was when they are walking the plank and then they yeah. go past the fog and you can't see what happens until it's like, boom, there's this swinging blade going back yeah. and forth. I was like, ooh. Yeah, that was scary in just a sense of like, you don't know what's going to happen to them. Yeah. So I was like scared for them. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> I am not in any shape to be like running, you know, these wipeout courses. Yeah, or, no. or if you play video games, there's this game <laughs> out now called Fall Guys, which is kind of like this obstacle course. Mm -hmm. Fun to play, uh, not in real life. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> and then my number one today, the Fear Factor Award goes to, I got to give it to our zombie woman that was just... Yeah, and that I don't was know. Cool. It, it was cool. It was like not so much super scary. <laughs> yeah. But what I did find funny was as she was like rising and she's like, ah, all they're doing is literally standing there just yes. going, ah. Yeah, they're just so shocked at what's happening. I mean, like, I'll give it to them. I would probably be the same way. I yeah. wouldn't be like, how do I solve this? I would just yeah. be like, what the heck is happening? Yeah, but I, I think. Jonathan Majors made the best face. Just he was like staring and screaming at the same time with this like WTF expression on his face. Please go back and watch that if you can to see the expression on his face. That's so funny. But yeah, they were frozen in in, in that moment. Didn't know mm -hmm. what the heck to do seeing this woman. I thought that was kind of cool though. Yeah. Um, like reverse come to life from the skeleton to yeah. zombie-ish to full-blown flesh and blood. Yeah, it was cool. I didn't know that she was going to turn into a woman. I thought she was yeah. just going to like get up and like start chasing them, and then yeah, we're gonna have a Scooby Doo cool. chase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool though. I like that one. Yeah. All right. No to riders. If we've got any room for a Scooby Doo chase, please, yeah, I'll, I'll appreciate that. <laughs> but you know what? 
I don't write this series. The fantastic, wonderful writers do. And to that, I say they're doing an awesome job so far. Definitely, They're working with they. It's a dense book. So I can't blame yeah. them for, you know, having to squeeze in all this lore and all these problems and all those things in there. So, hey, my hat's off to them. Yeah. Agreed. So, Natalie, do you have any uh, final or concluding thoughts about this episode? It was, I really liked it. But again, yeah, it was just such a different tone. But I really did like it. And um, yeah, so what did you think? <laughs> yeah, I would say over, I pretty it. much agree with you again. It was exhilarating. It was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of loose threads to watch. Did you Now, did you see the preview for the next episode? Because usually I no. don't get to see those. Okay. Yeah. So I don't want to give anything away about <laughs> what <laughs> was going on. But yeah. Um, big things yeah. are happening. Yeah, there's gonna. This is the next one's gonna be really, really interesting. Very, very interesting. I think a lot of people are gonna be talking about it. So, Ooh, I'm excited. We will just hold on to that. You, everybody, you guys, you all. <laughs> this is my allergies are really getting to me. Apologies. Uh, yeah, and so of course we would love everyone to have a word in this conversation as well. This yeah. is a community piece. So then just about Natalie and I are the guests that we have on. We love to have the fans of this show come talk to us as well. So yeah. we're going to pose a question of the day and you all can respond to us on social media. Or, of course, as we've said, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You go leave that review, put the answer to your question in there and we'll come check it out. We'll we'll name you. We'll throw you a parade. We'll make sure you are well accounted <laughs> for. So our question of the day is what creatures do you think we'll see next? So we were already introduced to the Two-Spirit Woman. We turned into the Siren. We've got our Shagos. We kind of had a Cthulhu at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. So what do you think we'll see next? Ooh, maybe Caleb actually is a... Not Caleb. Uh, I'm confusing William. the book. Maybe William actually is a vampire. Because he did... He, yeah. Uh, when oh, yes. Ruby was bleeding, he sucked the blood out of her hand. And I was like, that's not romantic. That's that was just gross. gross. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> Enjoy my iron content, I guess. Yeah. It's very nutritious. <laughs> yeah, no. So what monsters do you think we'll see next? Leave us a little memo, a little answer. Or if you have a question as well. Yeah. Go ahead and leave it in the review and we'll check it out. So I want to thank everyone for listening. We will have another episode very soon. We like to have these back to back. So you are never without us. I know it gets lonely without us. So (laughs) we will be here for you. Do not you worry. (laughs) So thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you very, very soon. Thanks guys. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.